Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 26th of September. India's coronavirus count rose above 59 lakh or 5.9 million after more than 85,000 new cases were reported in the last 24 hours. The country's death toll rose by over 1,000 to cross 93,000. The number of confirmed infections in Maharashtra has now touched 13 lakhs. Close to 18,000 new cases were reported from the state in the last 24 hours, well below the recent normal of 22 to 25,000 cases per day. The death toll in the state has crossed 35,000, which is more than 37% of the total COVID-related deaths in the country. Initially known for its success in controlling the pandemic, Kerala is now emerging as the state with the fastest-growing COVID numbers. While compared to states like Maharashtra or Andhra Pradesh, Kerala still has relatively lesser number of confirmed infections, but at the rate at which the new cases are growing, it is all set to make a re-entry into the list of top 10 states with the highest case loads in the country. Kerala Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan said that the coronavirus situation in the state was grave. He said and I quote, there is a steep hike in the number of positive cases in many districts. We are moving to a serious situation. The state now has more than 1.54 lakh confirmed cases. Unquote. After a call to intensify protests against the three new controversial farm bills, farmers in Punjab, who have also extended their rail roco agitation till September 29th, said they are not being misled by the opposition and that they have read the fine print. Sarvan Singh Pandey, the state secretary of Kisan Majdoor Sangharsh Samiti, who translated the bills into Punjabi and distributed it amongst the farmers, said, and I quote, Prime Minister Narendra Modi is blaming the opposition for instigating us. This is not correct. We have read the ordinances. The corporates have pushed Prime Minister Narendra Modi to introduce these changes. We are getting support from farmers across the country. This is a very big people's movement. He will have to repeal these bills. He will not be able to pull off these changes on the ground. Unquote. Pandey also said that they will not allow any political party to share stage with them during these protests. Meanwhile, at least 28 passenger trains have been cancelled as farmers in Punjab continued blocking train tracks on day 3 of the rail roco agitation. However, the railways is yet to announce a revised schedule. More than 265 groups affiliated with the All India Kisan Sangharsh Coordination Committee and around 100 non-affiliated groups took part in Friday's nationwide protests seeking a complete rollback of two out of the three bills that have been passed by both the houses. Thousands of farmers who blocked highways and rail tracks despite the pandemic and the heat as a part of the Bharat Band have said that they will intensify protests as the central government has not reached out to them at all. The Prime Minister Narendra Modi and his allies however have maintained that the farmers are being misled by the opposition parties on the provisions of the farm bills. Also the center today ordered the commencement of the procurement operations for kharif or paddy crops immediately in Punjab and Haryana. The kharif marketing season for this year for paddy was scheduled to start from next week in all procuring states but the center has allowed procurement operations to begin from Saturday in both these states. Since the issues with the new farm bills are complex and many, I will not hold it against you if you still haven't managed to understand the bills fully. And now that you're here, you need not worry anymore because News Laundry's resident parliament nerd Meghnad has you covered. Watch his video explainer on the three farm bills on our website or on our YouTube channel. 
Also, you must be aware of how Bollywood actor Deepika Padukone's questioning by the Narcotics Control Bureau in the drugs inquiry was strategically scheduled on the same day as the nationwide farmer protests. If you are curious about how the media covered the farmers' protests, do read Anna's report titled Many Hits and Some Misses, How Some Media Houses Covered Yesterday's Farmers' Protests. Dear listeners, media in our country, especially TV media, has almost reached a point of no return. In her latest column for our Broken News section, Kalpana Sharma writes, and I quote, The real danger to this kind of journalism in India, I would argue, lies not with these TV news channels, but primarily with the attitude of this government and its different arms. Just as it has demonstrated its complete disregard for any notion of fairness or established procedure when it comes to the functioning of the parliament, we cannot and should not expect that it will push back in its desire to ensure that the media sinks to its tune. You only have to witness what has been happening in Kashmir this last year to see how this can and probably will happen. Kashmiri journalists have kept reminding us that journalism is not a crime. Yet, for doing their jobs as journalists, they are being surveilled, harassed, questioned, beaten up and imprisoned in Kashmir. Do read the rest of Kalpana's piece titled, Is it time to redefine what journalism means? You'll find it on newslaundry.com. And dear listeners, Independent journalism is the need of the hour in our country right now. The good news is that it already exists. News Laundry is one such organization, of course, and also, unlike a lot of media outlets, we are 100% free of advertisements. The other news is that while independent media does exist in our country, in order to make sure it sustains, it is time for you, that is the public, to step up and help us out. Subscribe to News Laundry and pay to keep news free. Go to our website, newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Thanks in advance. We all know how a civil suit filed by Ram Lalla Virajman in 1989 led to the ownership of the disputed Ayodhya land in 2019, where just last month, our Prime Minister himself laid the foundation stone for the construction of a temple. Now, a similar suit has been filed in a Mathura court on behalf of the Hindu deity, Lord Sri Krishna Virajman, seeking ownership of the entire 13.37 acres of Krishna Janmabhoomi land and the removal of Shahi Eidgah Masjid, which is next to the Krishna temple complex in the city. The plaintiff, described as Bhagwan Sri Krishna Virajman at Katra Keshav Dev Khewat, Moja Mathura Bazar City, has moved the civil suit through Ranjana Agnihotri and six other devotees of Lord Sri Krishna. Lawyers Harishankar Jain and Vishnu Jain have filed the petition. The respondents of the suit are Uttar Pradesh Sunni Central Waqf Board and the Committee of Management Trust of Shahi Masjid Eidgah. The suit reads, and I quote, He is minor. He is a juristic person. He can sue and be sued through Shebait and in his absence through the next friend. He can own, acquire and possess the property. He has every right to protect his property and recover his lost property through Shebait and in absence of Shebait through next rent by availing an appropriate remedy in the court of law. Unquote. The petition alleged that the Masjid Trust Eidgah, with the help of some Muslims, put a superstructure and encroached upon the land of Katra Keshav Dev, belonging to Sri Krishna Janmasthan and the deity, and added that it is there without any authority. According to the petition, Mughal Emperor Aurangzeb, who ruled over India from 1658 to 1707, had issued orders for the demolition of a large number of Hindu religious places and temples. 
This was including the temple standing at the birthplace of Lord Sri Krishna at Katra Keshav Dev in Mathura in the year 1669 to 1670. The petition further claimed that the army of Aurangzeb partly succeeded in demolishing the Keshav Dev temple and the construction was forcibly raised showing the might of power and the said construction was named as Eidgah Mosque. A 28-year-old interior designer in Hyderabad was allegedly kidnapped and murdered for marrying a woman from a different caste. The Cyberabad police have arrested 14 people including the parents of the woman and 10 other members of her family in connection with the murder. Hemant Kumar belonged to the Vyasa community while his wife Avanti was from the Reddy community. Both of them lived in the same locality in Chandanagar and had known each other for 8 years. The police said that they got married on June 10th this year against their parents' wishes and knowledge. The police said that Avanti Reddy's relatives had hired killers to murder her husband Hemant Kumar as they were unhappy with their marriage. The family hired one Yoginder Reddy, the main accused in the case, along with their driver Shaikh Pathan to carry out the murder plan. The accused, the police said, kidnapped the couple but the wife managed to escape. They then strangulated Kumar to death around 7:30 in the evening. His body was found abandoned by the National Highway in the nearby Sanga Reddy district. The News Minute has accessed a letter written in the third week of June in which Avanti Reddy had sought protection from the Chandan Nagar police. She wrote in the letter and I quote, "We hereby request you for security which is to be provided as we are being threatened by my family members. Me, my husband and my mother-in-law are having a threat from my family. Please provide us protection." Unquote. The police added that based on Avanti Reddy's recent complaint a case was registered against all 18 people under various section of the Indian Penal Code relating to criminal conspiracy murder and kidnapping among other charges A lesbian couple in Uttar Pradesh's Shamli district has sought police protection after their families opposed their decision to live with each other and allegedly threatened them of dire consequences The couple approached authorities on Friday evening seeking police protection Their statements have been recorded and on the basis of these an order will be issued by the sub divisional magistrate according to shamli district magistrate jasjeet kaur the two women aged 22 and 23 eloped from their villages fearing a threat to their lives kaur said and i quote they are both adults and free to live wherever they want unquote and now for some international updates COVID-19 has infected over 32.6 million people around the world out of which 989,000 have lost their lives to the disease. The World Health Organization has warned that the global death toll from COVID-19 could more than double to 2 million before a successful vaccine is widely used and could be even higher without concerted action to curb the pandemic. The United States passed 7 million COVID-19 cases on Friday. Cases have continued to rise by the tens of thousands every day with the number of daily new infections rising in 23 states this week while decreasing in 11 others. Earlier this week the US had crossed 200,000 deaths related to COVID-19. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released a report this week that shows Americans in their 20s have been the main drivers of the virus representing about 20% of the positive cases over the summer. Dr Anthony Fauci the nation's top infectious disease expert said that the US is technically still in its first wave of cases since the number of cases never dropped down to a baseline that would constitute the end of a wave and the pandemic is still not under control 
Earlier this week, Donald Trump had said that it would be a political move if the Food and Drug Administration were to release tougher standards for a vaccine, saying that the White House may or may not approve of releasing such standards. The president of Iran, Hassan Rouhani, has authorized the country's provinces to impose lockdowns whenever necessary to stem the rapid rise in COVID-19 cases. Iran's death toll from COVID-19 has surpassed 25,000 and identified cases on Friday crossed 439,000 according to the health ministry. Protesters taking part in an anti-lockdown demonstration in London have been urged to abide by the COVID-19 restrictions and warned that violence will not be tolerated. The organizers of a rave in Liverpool have been fined 10,000 pounds after 250 people gathered at a conservatory in a park in the city. More than a quarter of the UK population will be living under extra COVID-19 restrictions when new measures on social distancing come into force in various parts of the country. A ban on households mixing in each other's homes came into effect at midnight in Wigan, Stockport, Blackpool and Leeds. Residents in these areas are also advised not to meet people outside their household or bubble in any other settings including bars, shops and parks. Poland, Russia and the Czech Republic have all reported sharp rises in new cases underlining the scale of the crisis in Europe. Poland and the Czech Republic reported their second highest increases in daily cases and Russia its biggest rise in infections since June. US President Donald Trump will reportedly nominate Amy Coney Barrett, a favorite of the social conservatives, to be the new Supreme Court justice. The president's decision to be revealed at the White House on Saturday has been confirmed to the BBC's US partner CBS News and other US media. Amy Coney Barrett is described as a devout Catholic who according to a 2013 magazine article said that life begins at conception. This makes her a favorite among religious conservatives keen to overturn the landmark 1973 Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion nationwide. Her links to a particularly conservative Christian faith group, People of Praise, have been much discussed in the US press. LGBTQ groups have pointed out that the group's network of schools have guidelines stating a belief that sexual relations should only happen between heterosexual married couples. Barrett would replace the liberal Supreme Court justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who died last Friday. The nomination will touch off a bitter Senate fight to get her confirmed as November's presidential election looms. CBS citing several sources involved in or familiar with the selection process reported that the president has settled on Judge Barrett. But when asked about his choice on Friday evening, Trump refused to divulge any details. He said and I quote, "You'll find out tomorrow. Look, they all great. It could be any one of them." Unquote. If Judge Barrett is confirmed, conservative leaning justices will hold a 6 to 3 majority on America's highest court for the foreseeable future. If nominated, she would also be the third justice appointed by Trump after Neil Gorsuch in 2017 and Brett Kavanaugh in 2018. The Supreme Court's nine justices serve lifetime appointments and their rulings can shape public policy on everything from gun and voting rights to abortion and the campaign finance long after the presidents who appoint them leave office. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.